Hey everybody, Chase Nobles, founder of Kush.com. I've got a fun interview for y'all today. I've got Calvin Johnson and Dwayne Richardson of Natural Harvest LLC here on the show today. How are you guys? Hey, how you doing, Chase? Thanks for having me. Good, good, good. Well, uh, Calvin, I want to start off with you, man. Uh, it seems like you've taken this leap into the hemp space, and that is not uh, that is not a, a light undertaking that y'all have, have gone through. But I'd love to know a little bit about you know who you are, where'd you come from, and how'd you how'd you get into hemp? Yeah, great. Thanks for the introduction, Chase. So, really, um, a little bit about where we are and where we came from. Uh, my partner, Rodney Kelly, and I. We kind of started doing business about 25 years ago, more in the retail space. And we were more in the shoe business. We used to own a couple of athlete foot tennis shoe stores. We did that for a little while. Then we moved into more of the convention business, the convention centers, where we've been doing that probably since about 2003. And that has kept us really busy for the last couple of years up until March of 2020, when we ran into a snag with something called COVID-19. And that is um, kind of sidelined us for a little bit. Uh, meanwhile, we were doing some R&D on researching how to get into the hemp business because um, our family had a lot of land in South Carolina. And we decided let's explore it and see how we can get into this business and you know create some jobs, uh, create some financial stability for us and the team. And it just took us down that road. And what happened after that was um, my youngest son, my oldest son, and Dwayne started exploring some of the opportunities in the hemp business. And they went to a convention in South Carolina back in 2019, came back to Rodney and myself with some information that kind of peaked us a little bit. We weren't in it. We weren't in that space that much. We were in the convention center space. And with that information that they gave us, it seemed to be very interesting and definitely um, environmental friendly and also very helpful from a financial standpoint. So we just started digging into it. And for the last couple of years, we have really been doing a lot of R&D, you know, research and development and doing some real good um, partnership with certain companies to help us move this along because we obviously were not farmers nor hemp growers. So we knew enough to know what we didn't know. And we took that opportunity to move into a space with trying to partnership. And we found a nice partner with a company called Eagle House Botanical. And even with that, we found a, a um, real good relationship with David DeWitt and Clemson University. And from that, it took us to a couple of new relationships with Dr. Florence Arua from um, South Carolina State. So that has really put us in a, in a space where we really start to get some mentorship and learn from some people that really know what they're doing. And then that took us obviously to Cush, which took us in another space to help us with, you know, um, potential investors as well as uh, potential buyers. Right on. Awesome. Awesome. Now, <clears throat> I I hear you um, when it comes to the conventions and the and the pain y'all felt with COVID. <laughs> In January of 2020, we threw the largest hemp show the world has seen, Dallas. And then in March of 2020, that business was, you know, more or less put on hold. And that was a real tragedy, not just for us, but for the space as a whole to have brought so many people from around the country together and then 
you know, I have to, I have to go through the layoff and have to go through the restructuring and all of that, you know, that goes with building the business and then it kind of disappearing. So I, I understand that pain, but uh, with that pain, it sounds like some opportunity arose. And that's really cool to see because uh, hemp does have a lot of opportunities. And if you have the land to grow it, it's uh, definitely a place to look. Now, Dwayne, we haven't gotten to you over there. Um, curious, you've been doing, you've been doing business with Calvin for a minute and, um, curious what's, what's the background story here? Is this, uh, and, and how'd y'all end up being partners in the first place? Well, I, I, I must defer just a little bit. Uh, Rodney Keller is his primary partner. Uh, he and Rodney have been doing business together as, as he said, just a moment ago for 25 plus years. And so they've had the tremendous level of success that kind of, kind of, kind of launched this whole thing. And, and, and. They brought me along kind of as a, I, I, my background is a little more in land development and, and, and things of that nature, residential housing, affordable residential housing. And so the, the two things kind of tied together with with uh, if you're going to develop a hemp farm it, to a degree, there's a there's, there's an element of land development involved with that, maximizing the use of the land, putting in the infrastructure. So they kind of brought me in to 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 to, I think, to 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 assist with with the land development first. Um, as he said, um, his son and I uh, visited a hemp seminar in South Carolina and that really kind of launched us into the, the, the decision to get the research to bring back to, to Calvin and Rodney to see if we could interest them overall. They were already interested to a degree, but, but CJ and I, I think uh, the, the, the amount of research that we did together uh, was instrumental in us and Calvin and Rodney thinking, okay, well, maybe this is a doable thing. Let's give it a shot. Well, on, on that note, we got Rodney here on the show. Um, Rodney, I know you're sitting over there on mute. We weren't really sure if you were going to get too involved, but now i got to ask some questions. You've been doing business with Calvin. Uh, it sounds like you go by CJ over there, Calvin. I didn't know that. I, 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 hey, do you mind if I call you CJ? Well, yeah, that's fine. That's, Dwayne's going to talk about my son, Calvin Jr., Oh, Calvin Jr. Oh, man. <laughs> no, Calvin Jr. Hey, no, well, then I'm glad I asked because uh, I would have been sitting here calling you CJ. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Rodney, you've been doing business with Calvin for a minute. Um, how, how, how did this come to fruition? Because I'm sure you went to that seminar, you come back and you have all this information, you're excited about an opportunity, but now you have to have the conversation with Calvin about how do you actually start a business and build something here? What was that conversation like having learned what you learned at that seminar that got you so interested? Well, let me let me back up. Calvin and I have been together for over 25 years. So we're like it's like a marriage. Uh, we're like I mean, we're like brothers. Um, so we bounce everything off each other. And when he comes back to me with something, an idea, I really listen because I know him and I know his enthusiasm. And I know if he likes it, I'm gonna like it. And so he came back with the idea. And I said, hey, you know, let's 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 go with it. Let's let's research this and put some develop RD in it and, and really look at if we can make this thing happen and if it's um profitable. And we did, and and that's what happened. Right on. So I bet that was a uh, starting a new company is one of those things where it feels really scary, especially in that those early days of there's so much you don't know. Right. Um, now, Calvin, what was one of those things that you didn't know that you had to learn on the job training, having getting the farm up and running and all that? Well, what, what has been the biggest surprise or biggest hurdles you've had to overcome? Well, let me just tell you one of the things that I didn't know that I guess that's why we good. We had Dwayne and 
more importantly, good, we had Eagle House Botanical as a strategic partner was, you know, one of the first things we always kept talking about was greenhouse grow because we wanted to make sure we had good, clean flower. And something I didn't know because I'm not in the development world was when they put the tarmac down and they had the greenhouse because we were sitting on the hill with water that we didn't have a good runoff for drainage by putting rocks up under the tarmac and it caused a ton of mud in the greenhouse. And that to me was foreign. And because I wasn't a farmer, it just kind of threw me off. So I knew then, once again, I knew enough to know what I didn't know. And I knew then that we have to partnership and we have to develop real good, strong relationships with people that know what they're doing. And that, once again, is why it was so important that we hooked up with um, Eagle House Botanical, which was one of our first moves, um, which actually was brought to us through David DeWitt and Clemson University. And, and we went down and had some, some real good meetings with them to learn a lot. And, um, and then from there on, moving forward with other strong strategic partnerships, once again, such as, you know, Kush, um, your company, and that's helped us a lot learn a lot of stuff. Like I say, we've been doing this for two years now. Now we're ready to really get into the development and we understand the things that we didn't know way back in 2019. Just stuff of just the small things of when you grow, you better have a buyer, but more importantly, you better have somebody going to process it. Because if you don't, you're going to be sitting on a bunch of product with nobody to process your product. Right, and, right. Yeah, we learned that a lot from Blue Sky a company called Blue Sky, that's a processor company. And they kind of taught us that also. So that, that now, was a lot to learn. Now, for anybody that's been in business for a while, one of the biggest things they'll tell me is, you know, what's the mission? And how important the mission is to building a great company. With with your experience in starting this company, I'm sure that was part of the process. What mission are you all on? And, uh, and how is that driving, you know, the development of the business that you're building? So, I mean, obviously we're on a, a forward mission. One thing we learned a long, long time ago from some entrepreneurs that kind of mentored Rodney and myself, one Rodney's father was an entrepreneur and he mentored us also. But we knew one thing we needed to have was what we call a 3P, 3, 3P theory. Wow. And that's a purpose, a plan, and how we propose to do it and have a passion for peace. So we knew that we needed to really get ourselves in line with those, those three to four P's to get our mission in order. And it's been a journey because we, we, you know, like everything, we've heard a lot of no's and don't try it. But with our perseverance, we knew we would keep moving forward. Now you mentioned the partnerships with Eagle, um, Eagle Botanicals and uh, Clemson University and things you're doing there. How, how have those partnerships driven the uh, development of this farm and production facility that y'all are building? So just, I'll just start with Clemson. Clemson, when we first started meeting with them, it was really imperative that we listened to what they were talking about because they, they bring so many tools to the, to the tool shed, you know, with the agriculture department. And then they took us to meet with Eagle House Botanical 
And what was really important with dealing with them is because they already helped grow us and they already have a farm. And as fate would have it, ironically, because South Carolina is a huge state, but their farm only happens to be less than five miles away. And it made it perfect for us because they were able to come down, help us, assist us in this pre-development, soil testing, well development, things of that nature. And that's been very helpful. And that's why we made them a very strong ally and consultant company for us because there's somebody who's already doing it. They're successful in doing it. And we know in order for us to be successful, let's get in, let's get in line with somebody who's already successful. So we don't have to try to start from scratch and recreate the wheel. Let's just, let's just ride with them. Well, as we all know, South Carolina is a really cool place in the summer, um, temperature wise, nice, cool climate. Um, no, I'm kidding. It's hot in South Carolina. How have y'all, how have y'all managed to, 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 to build the farm in that kind of a condition, you know, especially with the greenhouse moving more towards outdoor climate management for a farm is really important, especially when it comes to hemp. Has that been a challenge working in that, uh, that environment, um, to, to, to create a great flower product? So uh, you want to take that, Dwayne? Go ahead. Let me give a stab at that one. <clears throat> I think that one of the things that that we learned from Eagle House Botanicals and and the and the experience that they've gained is which particular strains of hemp are going to 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 do best in that 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 rugged South Carolina summer. And we're about 25 miles northwest of Columbia, South Carolina, and it is truly one of the hottest places uh, on the East Coast. Um, hot, hot and humid. I, hot I'm from and, I'm from East Tennessee in South Carolina. <laughs> A little hotter and a little more humid, and I thought it was hot and humid in Tennessee. So, <laughs> you know, and 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 so uh, our, our partnership with them again, as Calvin has stressed, how much we've learned from them. One of the first things that that they directed us to do was Silver Haze and Lifter are the two strains that um, that we uh, intend to 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 grow initially in the greenhouse. Both of those have been proven to be successful and able to endure the South Carolina climate. Now, uh, we, we will be doing an indoor greenhouse grow and, and uh, Matt O'Brien and Harlow Teague of Eagle House Botanicals have allowed us to visit their greenhouses and, and have shown us the necessities that we will need to, to incorporate in our greenhouses to make sure that we protect our crop from that harsh climate. And so, so, so um, our, the lessons learned primarily have come down through, again, David DeWitt at Clemson. He's the head of the uh, Clemson Hemp Extension Program. He's been extremely helpful, not only the knowledge that he shared with us, but the individuals that he's introduced us to, to broaden our team. And so, um, so, so yeah, I think that our confidence comes, even though Silver Haze and Lifter are originally uh, cultivated in the Oregon climate, they've proven to be successful in the South Carolina climate as well. Well, that's good to know because it seems to be getting hotter and hotter every year up here in the Northwest. Yes. We just went through our own heat wave. It was pretty pretty wild because we don't have AC up here. Nope, it doesn't seem like anybody has AC in the Northwest. So that was a that was a wild experience. I don't know if y'all saw that in the news. Uh, 105 um, degrees in Seattle. I mean, gosh. Yeah, it was it was it was warm, and none of the houses have AC. You wouldn't believe it. And so yeah. everybody's just uh, just sitting there melting inside their house. But yeah. 
Now, when it comes to when it comes to actually getting this farm going, you know, you've you've got you've got the information, you've got the people, you've got the partners, you got the team, you've got the the four P's like Calvin was talking about. What's next? You know, you, you are you are you working on seedlings? Are you getting plants to the ground? Did you pop seeds? How how do you actually get started for anybody that's out there considering starting a farm? What was that, you know, when it comes to getting plants to the ground, what was that first big step y'all had to take to, to, to actually make this work? Okay, so, you want to answer, Dwayne? Okay, uh, again, this takes us back to the relationship that we have with Eagle House Botanicals and, and the, the nature of our consulting contract. We have entered into an arrangement to, to uh, purchase the necessities for our first grow, the seedlings, seeds, all of those things, and even to a degree, the the setup of our greenhouse, as I was saying just a moment ago, making sure that we had the proper ventilation, the proper cooling systems, all the things necessary. And so they will be providing us with uh, uh, our botanicals to start um, and and helping with the the setup of the greenhouse. Um, year two, I envisioned that that Calvin and Rodney would would have us take take over those responsibilities and, and use the things that we've learned through this consulting contract. But here in the beginning, uh, uh, say potentially for an investor who might be taking a look at us, we will have the expertise of, of uh, experienced farmers teaching us, helping us to create our standard operating procedures and getting our botanicals to make sure that that first harvest, Calvin has said over and over and over has reminded us that if we don't do well in the first harvest, most likely there won't be an attempt at a second harvest. So, so just like this interview, you, you only get one shot at the first, first time. And so, so that's kind of where we are uh, in terms of how we plan to launch. Um, um, again, our, our consulting partnerships will, will be instrumental. Now, um, say it does go great. This first harvest, you know, you're real happy. You, you've alluded at a larger vision um, you with 300 acres. It sounds like y'all have access to, to grow um, moving out of greenhouses. What, what would you like this to be Calvin at the end of the day, um, five, 10 years from now, what would you like to build um, considering, you know, if, if everything goes well, this first, you know, year or two. Well, that's, that's a great question. And we, we talked about that a lot. We've put a lot of thought into that and we really want to become um, kind of self-sufficient where we have our own drying facility. We wanna have our own processing facility. And we wanna be able to also uh, have some small trucking. We can move some of the other farmers that are made smaller than us. We wanna be able to move their product, help them. Um, our bigger plan is we really wanna create a scholarship program in the agriculture department at um, Clemson University and South, South Carolina State, because they've been very instrumental in helping us. And that's big to us to be able to get deeper into community involvement. You know, we're here in Washington and, you know, community involvement is really important to Rodney and myself and Dwayne and the team. And so we really want to get more into that. And if we're able to be successful with success, as you know, we can do a lot of different things because we can move around and help. Because, you know, we don't have to have it all and make it all. We want to be able to assist other people in getting forward, moving forward as well. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, five, ten years from now, our goal is to really be 
set up where we have a home facility of a drying house, a processing facility, um, multiple greenhouses, and, and you know, industrial hemp. We want to get into that world. And we know a lot of that also is very helpful for the environment. So, you know, we're environmentally conscious. So we like to get into all that. Right on. And when it comes when it comes to working with the state of South Carolina, with this being such a new industry, the state are kind of make the state can kind of make or break the business model. What's it been like working with the South Park, uh, South Carolina Department of Agriculture? Has that been a challenge? Has that been a benefit? Um, what, what's the general consensus over how they've been handling the, the legalization of hemp in the state? Dwayne, you that's your baby. Yeah, that's 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 me. Um, let me let me pause right here and sing their praises with the loudest voice that I possibly can. They have been so incredibly helpful. The director of the hemp program in South Carolina is is, is a lady named Vanessa Elsala. Uh, Miss Elsala has been in her office across the board, have been extremely helpful. Uh, they, they ask you to, to submit your uh, request for information via email, but, but if you're like me and you just go ahead and call, they'll make time for you every time. And they, they, they're, they're, they're quick to share their knowledge. They're quick to share their information with you. They'll point you in the right direction of individuals that you will want to work with that can help you to, to solidify your operations, but can also show you pathways to expand your operations. So the South Carolina Department of Agriculture and specifically, yeah, well, and I must give credit also to the Farm Service Agency, they FSA, they too have been uh, very, very helpful in, in, in making us aware of programs that are going on in the state. Uh, uh, there, there's some, some, some USDA funding that comes down through, through FSA that they've talked with us about. Um, so, so South Carolina Department of Agriculture uh, uh, and Farm Service Agency have, have both been just, just wonderful to work with. They've made life very easy. And a lot of times the, 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 uh, the government bureaucracy gets a bad rep. I have to say they've been a, a dream to work with. Well, that's great to hear because, uh, you know, you hear horror stories in some other states and challenges in other states. It's, it's great to hear a state being real supportive of the, the local farming community. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Um, I've most of the interviews that I've done, unfortunately, have been a bunch of white guys farming him. And uh, this is a you have a team of all African-American founders here. And it's really inspiring to see that. Um, how, how do you how do you look at that as far as your role in the community as, as uh, you know, representing uh, a group of people and in, in inspiring another group of entrepreneurs to, to pursue a business? Is that uh, is that something that y'all think about or is this just business as usual for you guys? And uh, that's that's the way you roll. It's definitely not business as usual. Hey, Chase, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, it's definitely not business as usual. And we know we must lead by example. We know we must do the right thing. We know we cannot, you know, say something and not do what we say because our word is bond and other people look at us and they're going to follow us. And if we don't do what we say, then that's a problem. And we know it's a problem also because as we're seeking investment money, we got to do what we tell these investors we're going to do. And Dwayne alluded to it earlier. I make a big deal about it all the time. If that first grow is not right, then... <laughs> We can't go back to these investors for money. They don't want to hear it, you know, and our money's in there too. So nobody wants to hear your mistakes. And that's why we 
pride ourselves on what we've been doing for the last two years. We've not made any money the last two years, but we spent quite a bit to get ourselves in position to make sure that we're doing the right thing. And as African-American farmers, you know, we want to make sure that we, we link up with other farmers that, that look like us and we and, and not exclude anyone, but we want to hook up with other farmers that look like us and hopefully we can potentially help them too. And they may can potentially help us too. We don't know it all. In fact, we, we, we're new and we're learning as well. So, you know, as African-American farmers, we know we must do what we say, lead by example, be on time, and those things that most business people know you have to do. Return phone calls, return emails, you know, can't get to you in two seconds, but we got to do business. Although hemp is a different product, the business model is the same. And we pride ourselves on the business model that Ryan well, I, and I, I have been doing. I, I love this. I, I love the diligence that you all put into anything that you do. If this interview has been a, a, an example of the way y'all do business, I really appreciate it. Yesterday, Calvin, you gave me a call and you had a couple of questions you want to talk. And that was, uh, that was one of the first times that's happened. Usually the interview is scheduled and it, and it, and it happens or sometimes people don't show up, which is a little frustrating. Y'all are all here ready to rock. So right. I appreciate that. And I, I know for a fact that y'all are going to be very inspirational for a lot of, you know, future founders and future entrepreneurs. And that's exciting to see. And I, I appreciate y'all bringing that to the table and, and taking it seriously because it's uh, it's exciting to see a more diverse group um, getting into the farming of hemp, um, especially a group that uh, has traditionally been the most negatively impacted by the, legal, the criminalization of hemp and cannabis. So mm -hmm. I really appreciate y'all's time today. I'm really excited about uh, the farm that y'all are building and your future success uh any anything to close this thing off with calvin um it's been a pleasure talking to you listen what i like to do because rodney said this earlier we've been in business together over 25 years and we are like brothers and i know Dwayne and i've been doing most of talking i want to let him you know just really kind of tap in close it out and and, and say what's on his mind because he's my brother you know not biologically but definitely spiritually and I want him to jump in. So I'm going right. to let Rodney jump in. Rodney, take it away. What do you got for us? Hey, look, man, I just want to say that I got the best, well, we have the best team out there. Um, these people you see, Dwayne, Calvin, you don't see Jeremy. He's part of the team. And we have other people. They are truly, truly hardworking people. Um, when we say... Anything that we need and done is done. Um, the, the due diligence that's been done with this team is incredible. So I just want to say, you know, when you have a business and you, you start something, the number one thing is have a good team behind you, one that you can trust. Like I say, Calvin is a brother. I trust him with my life. And Dwayne, I've known for about five years. I trust him. So these guys have really put in the work and put in the work and, and, and making this thing happen. So I just want to say, you know, I'm just, I'm elated that I'm part of this team and I know we're going to do big things and hopefully we'll get some more investors on board because we're ready to rock and roll. Right on Rodney. Well, I think that was very well said. Excited to see what y'all do. Thank you for your time. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you.